Hello, this is Saeedul Zaman from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of December. The MCD election results are out. The Aamadni Party has crossed the halfway mark of 125 and secured 134 seats to dislodge the BJP and win the high-stakes civic polls in Delhi, Indian Express reported. The Aamadni Party managed to significantly increase its vote share as compared to its performance in the 2017 MCD elections. Despite a defeat after a 15-year tenure, the BJP also managed to expand its vote share from 36% in 2017 to 39% this year. The BJP's tally also dipped to 104 seats as compared to the 181 it won in 2017. The Congress's vote share meanwhile slid from 21% to 12%. The party won 9 seats this year as compared to 31 in 2017. As of 3 p.m., the Aam Aadmi Party's vote share stood at 42%, while in 2017 it was recorded at 26%. While the Aam Aadmi Party won 48 out of 272 seats in 2017, the party won 134 of the total 250 this year. Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia thanked Delhi for his party's victory. saying that the world's biggest and most negative party has been defeated pti reported listeners while the mcd results are out all eyes are on the counting of votes in gujarat and himachal pradesh where the bjp is eyeing another term in power amid the poll campaign in gujarat several opposition leaders alleged that their parties were not given space in the media but the aam aadmi party and congress never even matched the bjp's resources to understand why Read Shivnarayan Rajpurohit's report on the ad space in three top Gujarati dailies. It is titled BJP 120, Congress 6, Aam Aadmi Party 0, BJP's clean sweep in Gujarat's advertising stakes. The news laundry team was on ground in Gujarat and Himachal Pradesh to bring you reports, interviews, and another election show to understand election issues and explore voter concerns. Such coverage requires resources, and we are a tad behind meeting our NL Sena fund targets. So do check out our coverage and consider supporting us. We are able to raise difficult questions because you've got our back. If you haven't already subscribed to News Laundry, please head over to our website and press that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court on Wednesday directed the Centre and the Reserve Bank of India to produce relevant documents pertaining to the government's decision to demonetize rupees thousand and rupees five hundred notes in 2016. live law reported the court was hearing a batch of 58 petitions contesting the center's demonetization move a five judge constitution bench presided over by justice s a nazir heard arguments by attorney general r venkataramani the rbi's attorney and the petitioner's attorneys including senior advocates p chidambaram and shyam divan before reserving its decision on a group of pleas contesting the center's 2016 decision The parties were given time till December 10 to submit written arguments before the bench. According to Attorney General R Venkataramani, the papers would be delivered inside a sealed cover. The Supreme Court had stated on Tuesday that despite the limited scope of judicial review in economic policy matters, the court will not sit back. It observed that the manner in which a decision is taken by the government can always be examined. According to the petitioners, several constitutional rights of citizens, including the right to property, right to equality, right to carry on any trade, business or occupation, 
and right to life and right to livelihood were violated by the exercise. The Advocate General stated on Monday that the difficulties the public experienced as a result of demonetization cannot be attributed to the 2016 decision. In the early hours of Wednesday, a group of poachers opened fire on members of the forest department in the Chenampati forest range near the river Palar at the Tamil Nadu-Karnataka boundary. In retaliation, forest guards fired rounds in the air, subsequently arresting one suspect as three others managed to escape, the Hindu reported. At one in the morning, a four-person forest team found the group attempting to hunt an animal. The gang had a loaded rifle and torches. N. Venkatesh Prabhu, District Forest Officer, Erode Division, told the Hindu that four days before this incident, people had seen torches and heard gunfire in the forest at night. As a result, nighttime patrolling along the river and in the area near the state border was increased. Over the past three days, four teams of four people each have been patrolling, but no poachers have been found. The squad later found the suspects trying to hunt in the early hours of Wednesday. The officer claimed that despite the team's warning to the poachers, they opened fire. However, nobody was hurt. Three of them managed to flee under the cover of darkness, but one was detained and was later found to have allegedly committed several wildlife offences. Following protests by activists on both sides, the movement of buses across the Karnataka-Maharashtra border was stopped today, the Hindu reported. According to a Kerala State Road Transport Corporation spokesman, up to 250 bus services from the Chikodi depot and 80 from the Belgavi depot were suspended. According to Northwestern Karnataka Road Transport Corporation officials, 150 buses from Maharashtra had not crossed into Karnataka. The Maharashtra State Road Transport Corporation, MSRTC, halted its bus services to Karnataka after a police advisory that buses could be targeted and attacked during the agitation linked to the ongoing Maharashtra-Karnataka border dispute. ANI reported. Buses were stopped after protests in Hire Bhagavadi in the Belgavi district where Karnataka Rakshana Vedika members stoned cars, blackened their windows and took off their license plates. This triggered demonstrations in Kolhapur, Maharashtra during which supporters of the Shiv Sena's Uddhav Thakre faction damaged KSRTC buses. Devendra Fadnavis, the Deputy Chief Minister of Maharashtra, denounced the attack on buses and requested the Karnataka Chief Minister Basavraj Bomai to provide safe passage for Maharashtra buses. Meanwhile, Bomai said that he has spoken to his counterpart in Maharashtra, Eknash Shinde, to ensure that peace prevails across the border. China on Wednesday announced that it has taken a number of measures that sharply reverse some of its strictest anti-COVID-19 regulations. This comes day after widespread protests against China's zero-COVID policy and demands of President Xi Jinping's resignation. The move comes despite a recent uptick in infections since October. The government reported 25,231 new cases on Wednesday, including 20,912 instances with no symptoms. China's stringent zero-COVID policy has been accused of upsetting daily life, interfering with travel and employment, and severely harming the country's economy. Those infected were also separated from their families, triggering resentment. The lockdowns will now only apply to certain apartment floors and buildings, as opposed to neighbourhoods and entire districts, according to the notification made on Wednesday. Schools where there have been no outbreaks must resume in-class instruction, 
and anyone who tests positive for the virus will be able to isolate at home rather than in crowded unsanitary field hospitals that's all the news we have for you today have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel